This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's the Now News Panel on AMI-tv. I'm Dave Brown, joined by Juita Gupta and Michelle McQuig. One more topic on deck. Kellogg's CEO Gary Pilnick is having a bad week on social media. He publicly commented that families struggling financially should just have cereal for dinner. I don't think we should spend much or any time dunking on this guy. It's obviously out of touch, but there are some flakes worth chewing. Breakfast oh, wow. for dinner. <laughs> Michelle, cereal any time of the day, yay or nay? I've been known to jump into a bowl of shreddies at uh, odd hours. See, okay, cereal for me, nay. Breakfast, though, heck yes. Omelets for dinner, hook me up anytime. Um, I, I'm just not a huge cereal person, but like as a concept, I'm all over it. So if you, if you do cereal at 8 p.m., you do you. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you allowing me to live my life the way that I want to live it like a college <laughs> you're, you're, student. You're, you're so welcome. <laughs> even, if, even at 40 years old. Okay, Joita, Michelle opened the full Pandora's box there. Cereal any time of the day or even breakfast any time of the day. Some 6 p.m. waffles, uh, bacon and eggs for dinner, French toast, yeah. grilled cheese. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. I mean, it sounds good to me. And there are a lot of people who enjoy breakfast for dinner. Why not? It's a free country. Uh, the cereal thing's a little more complicated because it is a lot cheaper. Um, and often it's the only thing that someone either with very little money or very little time to cook uh, will will lean on. So you can't just say, oh, you know, yes, people can have cereal for dinner, uh, but it may not always be a choice that people want to make. It might often just be a choice that they have to make because yeah. they have to run to class or get to like, you know, their night shift job. So it's a little more complicated. Yeah. I was delighted when I saw my shreddies on sale this week for $2.99 for the family size box. So I grabbed a couple of those. I made me very happy. Okay, this is the bigger thought. And y'all have heard me rant about this before. Joita, when will society begin catering more to all types of food cravings 24 hours a day? Forget all day breakfast. When will fast food giants start offering all day burgers? And Joita, as you know, this is part of my larger thought about a 24 hour society. Why isn't public transit running 24 hours a day why are you limiting me to eggs from 6 to 11 a.m economics ah. uh, that's it i mean it come and i think it's self-explanatory i mean does the demand uh justify the expense you know having a 24-hour restaurant open means you have to justify paying the staff and having you know uh, all that extra food that someone may or may not want to buy at whatever time of day. But I think that's all changing, especially with uh, all these de delivery apps. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, with the delivery app, if you um, want to have a restaurant, you could hypothetically rent just a commercial kitchen and rely entirely on the app for your business. And so you could have a business bottle, which in theory could supply people with burgers or biryani at seven in the morning because that's what someone's <laughs> craving. But you don't have to really worry about the expense of keeping a restaurant open because you don't have a restaurant. You just have a kitchen somewhere. Michelle, what's your appetite for a more 20 hour, a 24 hour a day friendly food society? 
Yeah, I'm kind of with Joita. I feel like we're on our way, at least in Toronto. I, again, I, and we have to recognize that some, some of these cities where Uber Eats have gotten established feel like, probably feel like totally different planets from other places without those options. But I'm interested less in, in 24-hour access to fast food and just broader variety of food options that are available more broadly for everyone. So like different cultural offerings, different price points. Again, same issues economically. That's going to be hard to swing, but I'd be more interested in in, in let's say having a broader variety of, of food options that are more culturally appropriate that aren't necessarily 24 hours a day, but available more widely and, and for longer than being able to get a burger at three in the morning. Yeah. But that's my personal priority. Michelle, <laughs> one of the reasons why I find this to be such a fascinating idea to continue to re-explore is that more and more and more, the notion of working in the seven to three, eight to four, nine to five window just is not what it used to be, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. like, like there's exactly. been a societal shift in the way that work is spooled out. And I've, mm -hmm. and I, and as someone who's done some jobs where I've worked bizarro hours, like I've done from three in the morning to 11 AM, I've done from 3 PM to 11 PM shifts. I've done graveyard yeah. shifts. I've been everywhere. And Michelle, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, when you start living that life, you have this appreciation for the number of other people who live that life and are just looking for a little it's, bit more 24-hour variety out in the world, not like locked in your apartment. No, you know what? You're totally right. And I'm, I'm thinking back to my days on the overnight shift. We were working uh, one to eight at that point. And the 24-hour Tim Hortons across the street for, was the only game in town. But boy, were we grateful for it. So yeah, you know what? You're onto something there. That's a very good point. Yeah, Juita, that's one of the reasons why I keep re-exploring this. I 100% acknowledge your economics arguments, but I'm also someone who believes in the if you build it, they will come, especially in the evolving nature of the way time is deployed in our society. Yeah, and work is deployed. You're no longer constrained by boundaries. You could be working a job in Japan from the comfort of your home right? Mm -hmm. So ours will sync up to whatever time it is in Japan. So yeah, the times, they are a-changing. Oh, doing a little Dylan reference on the way out. That's my kind of news panel. Joita, thank you for this. Have a lovely weekend. Talk to you next thank week. Thank you, you too. Thank and you, Michelle, you, too. you enjoy your weekend as well. I'll drop you a line on Sunday and talk to you Monday morning. Look forward to it. Take care, everyone. Joita Gupta is the host of The Pulse on AMI-audio, and Michelle McQuig is the weekend news editor at the Canadian Press. Coming up after the break, several provinces dropped their budgets yesterday. I've got a few of the highlights, and then Brock Richardson stops by for some sports talk. The men's curling world in Canada has its attention on the briar. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.